Hey, Al McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel. Let me know. You won't beat the hell with car. Oh, it's like bling blow, ayy. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you let me know? You won't beat the hell with car. Oh, it's like bling blow, ayy. Gonna, 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 yeah, gonna. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the Sun Solar Panel. Whether you're watching us on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page, the Sun Solar Panel YouTube page on Twitter, or listening to us on the podcast version, we truly appreciate you. Thanks for joining us. I'm Greg Esposito. Ahoy, hoy. The man with the gray, gold, yellow, or not gold, gray, white, gold, <laughs> well, whatever you want to call it. He's Dave King. And then <laughs> cameras like the 5G Performance Center to know that the man below me uh, on the screen is the most efficient man on the show, even though he's the newest <laughs> member is Saul Bookman. Gentlemen, how are you today? You thought that was going to sound a lot better than it actually came out, didn't yeah, well, you? Well, the, the salt part came out good. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the salt and pepper beard, but I, that never came. So I, fe I felt bad as I got into it and, and, and tried to uh, soften the blow to you, and then and then it just went off the rails. But the salt You don't part have to soften out. any blows. I'm good, man. <laughs> well, welcome in. Uh, we survived a two-and-a-half-hour marathon yep. that had 64 guests on Wednesday. This is our third episode of the week, and uh, the, it just keeps and, rolling. And last, and last, hopefully, unless something <laughs> crazy happens today, which, I mean, knock on wood, you never know what's going to happen now. I, we hope I, good crazy. Hey, it's been fun for sure. Yeah. Lots of big news in Suns World, and we got plenty more to talk about. Special guest coming up on the show shortly, uh, Bino Ranton, assistant coach at Maryland. He's going to tell us everything we need to know about Jalen Smith. He's known Jalen since he started his basketball a career as a kid in Maryland. So we'll get plenty of insight coming up before we, uh, before we move on to anything, we do owe you an apology. We did not, Saul and I did not show off our kicks on, uh, on Wednesday night's episode. So, so these are, these bad. are what we uh, were talking about. Uh, very, very nice. They match the new Valley jerseys. So we're company men, of course. So that uh, <laughs> we've got the footwear to prove it. Uh, Oh, I think I suppose having some technical difficulties with oh, his mic. God, I thought that was me again. <laughs> Sorry. So, so guys, you know, we when, are... he when he wiggles the cord too hard, he loses everything. So I gotta. I oh gotta switch man, up I'm not going anywhere with that one. <laughs> Let that one go. <laughs> I'm the young. Just up you just knock him out. Let's go. Damn. Let me just remind Set everybody. I, I am the youngest <laughs> youngest man on the show, so I, I don't know what they speak of. But uh, so we are a few days removed from the draft. <laughs> Free agency has has started, but really hasn't started for the Suns so far. So can we, any, can we, get, can we get hyped up for a second? Like I, I yes, wanted to play this. I, don't know, I, I, I wanted to play this the other night, and I just feel like everybody in the chat's probably like man, CP3 coming to Phoenix is pretty cool. But, you know, I, I I was thinking the other day, I was like, oh, man, it would be really cool if we could see some stuff that we saw early in his career, like especially with the Clippers, 
And there's one particular play Chris Paul made that just, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. So, um, yeah, let's just go ahead and play that one uh, because it's awesome. Here comes Chris Paul. The lob. Hey, Saul, you got to drop the overlay. Yeah, so I see that. see that. My bad. <laughs> well, that kind of sucks. Let's, re let's run that back, huh? Let's run that back. Let's do that again. Here comes Chris Paul. The lob. Oh, that Jalen Smith going to be doing that dunk? No. Uh, how about DeAndre? DeAndre Jeez, DeAndre, Chris Paul to DeAndre. Oh man. Let's turn to a segue to our guest. The, yeah, the best, well. The best part of this clip is when they cut to the crowd and there's like a a ten year old kid that's smacking his backside, like his butt. He's like, like that's the way you celebrate DeAndre Jordan destroying somebody off a Chris Paul lob. I mean, taking that. his soul yeah, is I, what he did. That's. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that might be my four-year-old when we finally get to go to a game. Is that's how she'll react uh, to uh, to a CP3 to DeAndre Ayton dunk? So, but yeah, look, that's what we're that's what we're gonna see here, right? Mm -hmm. Is it's gonna be lots of lobs to guys like uh, DeAndre Ayton, Jalen Smith. It's gonna be smart basketball plays from Chris Paul. It's, it's I want to see something some soul snatching this year, man. That's what yeah. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see some soul snatching from DeAndre this year. That's what I, I mean. I'm I'm going to beat that horse until it's beyond dead. I'm just going to say that. You can't put a different personality into him, though. But he, he's not a soul I've, snatcher. I've seen it. I've seen it from time to time before. Like I saw it at the Pac 12 tournament, sitting yeah. courtside, yeah. watching him just completely beast um, Metu from USC and just like, dude, you're you're nothing right now. I like, remember I watching that whole Pac 12 tournament going, ah, damn. This guy is going to be you know, so good. So, so I've seen yeah. it before. So it's not like yeah. he doesn't have it in him. So, by the uh, way, on the other on the receiving end of that uh, of that poster was the man that we used to lovingly refer to on the show as the Walking Dead, Brandon Knight. Uh, took the uh, took the poster on that. So I'm all right with uh, <laughs> with DeAndre Ayton snatching the soul of Brandon. You, know, you got to hand it to Brandon Knight. Time. Nobody was more willing. To get dunked all over. Nobody his size has ever been more willing to get dunked all over. That That's because I feel like he was hoping he'd get a career-ending injury because I never felt like that guy loved basketball. He was like, I still want my money, but I don't want to be doing this anymore. Is what he it did always have a hang like, kind of look. I don't know what was up with that. <laughs> He's a free agent, though, by the way. And oh, there well, may great. be no free agents left. Oh, he might awesome. be the only one left awesome. on the market great. by the time. Awesome. The yeah. Cool. We can Signing. sign up for you know, a bag of cornflakes. <laughs> uh, we have our special guest waiting in the green room there, uh, Espo. Well, let's welcome in. <laughs> Still here, uh, I'm so glad he heard that, uh, what we were just talking about there. But let's welcome in Bino Nader, the assistant head coach from Maryland. Bino, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this morning. I'm Greg. You've got Dave and Saul with us as well. How's it going, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you guys? Are you we're driving right now? Yeah, I'm driving into work, man. Ooh! I'm driving into work. I'm actually That's dedication. Driving. Yeah, I'm actually driving in to get my COVID test. Because you know we're testing every day, mm. uh, you know, so we can have a season. And so driving in uh, to work, get my uh, COVID test before we practice. 
Uh, I, uh, you guys are, are doing amazing work on the college basketball side to even get a, a season going. So we, as, as hoop heads, we appreciate that. Uh, let's start here. Uh, Bina, what was it like on Wednesday night when you heard Jalen Smith's name called as a guy who, who helped grow his game and helped get him to come to Maryland? What was it like to, to hear his name called? It was reward. It was it, it was reward. It was a great feeling. Uh, it was uh, it was just a lot of joy. Just a lot of joy in the room uh, that day to, to hear his name called and to see to see him. Um, removed with uh, a lot of emotions talk and tell us about his progression uh as a from a freshman to sophomore year and how much how ready he is for the nba in your opinion uh his progression was was off the chart um uh if you follow uh us and you follow Jalen, um you, you you can see the growth in his game um in, in every area um and i always like to go back to when we lost to lsu at the buzzer, and, and if you go back to that, you see how hard he took that loss because you know he felt that he perhaps could have came across the lane and and uh, the little kid, I uh, I think he's playing with the Celtics now, uh, or he got MVP or rookie of the year in the D League. Uh, I forget his name from LSU, but he made a shot on us, and Jalen thought he could could have got the shot, and he didn't. And we lost at the buzzer, and um, he took it hard, and and he took it upon himself to say, you know what. Um, uh, I'm gonna come back to school uh, and I'm gonna get better, and and that's what he did, you know, with his body, uh, with his shot, uh, and just the whole, um, his whole, his whole. Oh, oh, oh! Frozen. He must have hit a. Must have hit that. Uh, hit a dead defensively, spot. Defensively, oh, here, here we go. It helped us there win a Big Ten title. Well, Dino, you know, you know, you know. I think one of the things that that people want to know is obviously, you know, as, as a as guys. Uh, am I muted? Oh, can you hear no, us? Oh, we got can you. We got you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Uh, he might not be able to hear us. Hold on. I might be okay. muted, guys. That's all right. Uh, we can hear. We can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear us, Bino? No. Okay. No. All right. Um, we'll, we'll work on on getting this uh, hopefully yeah. fixed. Well, here. the th what Jalen Smith is uh, really got a great rep for is trying so hard. I mean, he he works his butt off on the on the court. He does everything. He's got. He's always engaged. And uh, James Jones talked about that on Wednesday night about what he liked about um, liked about Jalen Smith is he is a professional. He is always focused and uh, the question is whether he can play side by side uh, with DeAndre Aiden or whether he's going to be primarily DeAndre Aiden's backup we just don't know um, but there are some people who are really in love with Jalen Smith as a prospect because of how hard he tries and because of his unique skill set he can rebound at a high level he can block shots he's got a really good touch blocking shots with both hands and he can uh, make the long-range shot I mean that's that is a coveted um, set up there. Well, let's let's um, let's kind of circle back to the other night when we when we first learned about Jalen Smith and uh, what Jeff Goodman had to say before we actually got to Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith is a six foot ten forward who plays hard and can score in a variety of ways. The former Maryland Terrapin is able to outrun opposing big men. He can step out and make shots from mid range, and is also able to extend his range to the three point line. 
That's his biggest strength, offensive versatility. On the other end, the defensive end, he uses his length to alter and block shots as a rim protector, and he also rebounds at a high level. Smith will need to add strength to his frame to be able to defend grown men in the NBA. So um, I, I, I agree. I think everything I've seen on, on tape so far in the last couple of days, just kind of um, finding out more about him, I, I like what I see. I think, sure, he's raw, but every every prospect in this draft is raw. Like they're all like under 20 years old. They all have room to develop. They all right. have to find their their man body, so to speak, right? Like it, so him being one of those types of players is, is no different. So one thing that's and I don't know, uh I don't know his game that well, but he kind of makes me think of a Miles Turner type in terms of not the quickest of foot. You know, Miles Turner, remember when Miles Turner came out? I don't know if you guys do, but in the draft, people were saying his his running style was really weird. He'd he looked like he couldn't sustain himself uh, running up and down the court. He's definitely not a switch guy. He's definitely not going to be someone who is going to switch onto a guard and stuff like that. Uh, but Miles Turner is really uh, has has carved out a really good career, and he kind of plateaued a little bit. But he's got the talent there to be really good as a stretch five type of player or a stretch four next to another big, which he does play next to with Demonta Sabonis. So um, I, I I see a, a good all the skill set there to be really good. It depends on how hard he works and, and how much he, he figures out. I mean, just the, the sons I think have already identified that some of his footwork issues are simply technique. And so we'll see. But I, before we lost Bino, the one thing he was talking about was that dedication of Jalen Smith. And, and to me, uh, that's what I like the most about this, uh, this pick is he comes in with that drive. Everything I've heard is he's a guy that's locked in. He wants to do the little things. Uh, and it very much fits James Jones' culture question. Now, to me, uh, I look at it and I go, they drafted a a younger version of, of what they thought they could get out of Christian Wood uh, and obviously a much cheaper version. But everything I was hearing when it came to Christian Wood is that his his dedication to the game wasn't there. Well, that with Jalen Smith, it sounds like that's not a question at all. This kid mm -hmm. is, is fully and totally dedicated to the game and figuring out how to play uh, better at each step of the way. And that excites me a lot because when a, a yeah. lot of times you'll get these raw kids, uh, kids that, that show potential on the college uh, court, and then they come in and they don't have that dedication to continue to grow their game. All they've done is, is lived off of having better athleticism than uh, than mm -hmm. the other kids in college and when you get to the NBA you can't live like that you got to continue to grow your game it sounds like Jalen Smith is prepared to do that and that excites me immensely uh, because we were all enthralled with what we thought Christian Wood could do in Phoenix but I think Jalen Smith can do all those things and and he's a cheaper option more dedicated I'm, the other well, thing the question is go ahead so the other thing that I like about it is, you know, I, I all I could hear the other night in my maybe I had tunnel vision, but <laughs> everybody was like, why would they draft another big when they have D.A. and blah, blah, blah. Like they play yeah. the same position. And yada, like like there's never been a big drafted by uh, even though a team had a big before. Like just think about the, the Celtics with Parrish and McHale and then the Spurs with Duncan and Robinson. Like shut, the, shut up and move what about on. Just that's, this that's year on Yako Congo. 
Yeah, that's a terrible. That's a terrible uh, reason to not draft yeah. somebody. The Suns legitimately drafted the best prospect they thought was available on the board. Like, yeah. what's wrong with that? And they needed the 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 funny thing is, people wanted them to go sign a, a backup big. They they had a hole there. They you know they, arguably they might still have have a need there. So I, I don't understand the complaint about it. And, and in the chat they're talking, <laughs> oh well, Christian Wood, you can't say he doesn't have dedication with what he did. He's been on five teams. He's been cut, I believe, three times. Like, just just keep yeah, that in mind as well. Of, a lot like, of success in the NBA is about above the neck, not you know you you get to the NBA with what's below the neck. You you stay in the NBA with what's above it. And Christian Wood has made himself similar to, and I'm not saying there's any similarities really, but Hassan Whiteside really flushed out of the NBA for years and then came back and became almost a max level player, but he's still a guy that teams don't love having on their team. And, uh, you know, I've heard stories about how he didn't even know how to wash his own clothes when he first got to the NBA. So um, that's Hassan Whiteside. I don't know necessarily about Christian Wood, but it's above uh, what's above the neck. And and uh, from what we've heard, Jalen Smith has all that. Well, Bino is back in the chat and he's got his mask on. So let's see if we can. <laughs> Bino, can you hear us now? Yes, I can hear you guys. <laughs> all right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. This is it. awesome. A live COVID test interview this is great you know when you look when you look at jalen's oh go ahead go ahead no i was go ahead bino uh i I just said it it took like every bit of four seconds for the test and now i'm uh in our beautiful (laughs) room as you guys can see watching our girls so Bino, when you look at Jalen's game uh, and and you look at what it projects to be moving into the NBA, is there a comp, a guy that that you've watched in the league that you think Jalen's skill set fits with? Yes, um, I know. I, I like to get the guy from Toronto, Siaka, and then also I like Jaron Jackson. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson is somebody that I I think mm-hmm. that um, Jalen game is similar to. Oh, that's interesting. Hey, does how's Jalen do with uh, collecting fouls and stuff like that? Is he good at, at defending without fouling, or does he still have to work on that? No, you know, actually, he's pretty good with the, uh, defending without fouling. Uh, that's something that we uh, drill every day in practice. Uh, you know, we practice going up vertical, um, straight up, hands back, and uh, he, he, he's good with that. But one thing that makes him unique is that, um, you know, he has uh, exceptional timing, you know, in terms of um, blocking shots and on the defensive end, coming across the lane, using the correct end, you know, to block the shot. And, uh, you know, he just has a, a, a great field potential. Uh, I have a. I have a propensity to go to the to the negative side of things, so uh, excuse me for this question coming up. <laughs> but you know, I, we, we all want to talk about the great things he can do. But what does he have to work on? Well, I think he, you know. Um, Physically, I think he's going to continue uh, to have to work on it, you know, his strength because he's entering a, a, a man's league. Um, I think uh, just, um, you know, perhaps putting the, putting the ball on the floor just a little little bit more uh, than he did in, uh, in college. But, you know, he has some instances where he really, uh, you know, put the ball on the floor and attacked from the, uh, the foul line. Um, uh, and because he could he, he could shoot the ball and stress the defense, the defender's going to be closing out at him. And so I, I think that you know him uh, you know working on his ball handling a little bit more uh, and uh, continue to expand the game that that help. 
How NBA ready do you feel he is? Do you feel he can contribute in year one, or do you feel he'll be a guy that that needs a little extra time working with coach the the NBA coaching staff, but practicing against guys to be ready to to have an impact? I I think he'll be ready just because knowing Jalen, he's a he's a driven uh, kid, and when he's challenged, that's when he's at his best because he always looks to impress you. You know, he always would have impressed you. As you see him right now running the floor, uh, you, know, you know, see him uh, running right there. Um, he, he just, he just would have uh, impressed you. So I think he's going to be ready. I think he's going to be ready. Um, and I've seen that in his progression from high school to college and now moving into the next level. I, I, I always tell the story. I remember he got cut from USA Basketball, and uh, he was kind of disappointed. And he took it upon himself to, to have the next summer have a he had a great summer down at the uh, 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 big time Nike Peach Stamp tournament. He had an unbelievable tournament, and he and he worked himself his way back up in the rankings, and and he just really uh, got better, right? And then USA Basketball came back and wanted him to come back from like you. U19, something like that. He said, nope. He said, I'm going to go to summer school. I'm going to join my team, and I'm going to get better. You know, so he's always been that type of guy that just, um, uh, when he's pushed, um, you will see the best out of him. Do you see him more as a stretch five, or do you see him able to play as a power forward next to another big guy like DeAndre Ayton, for example, with the Suns? I What's think his best both. role? I think, he, I, I think he'd do both, depending on the lineup. Um, uh, if there's a lineup where it's though he have to be the stretch five, I, I think he could do that. Um, uh, and and also I think he could you know play that that powerful spot beside like a DeAndre Ayton, just as he did his uh, freshman year beside Bruno Fernando, who now plays for the Atlanta Hawks. You know, um, I, I think he, I think he could do both. All right. Oh. I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you uh, about this, Bino. The nickname Sticks. Do you think that's uh, something that will uh, st- stick with him in the NBA? I know that's uh, something Suns Sticks fans have been him. wondering about. Uh, you know what? It might it might stick because that's just his name, Sticks. You know, now that's his that's part of his his brand. Um, and I, I know we joke because he changed his body. He went from Sticks to Logs. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. Uh, but I, I think it, I think it'll stick. Um, I think it's a, it's a pretty cool name, and uh, you know, it, it helps you know um, tell his story. Uh, you talking about the the evolution of his body type? Do you think there's still a lot of room for him to grow on the physical side as well as he gets into an NBA training program and working out uh, on a on a daily basis with the NBA training staff. Do you think he has, has room to grow there as well? I think he has a little, little room to grow. I, um, he's done, uh, he's, uh, done a great job, uh, th- thus far from, uh, high school to college. And I, I know our, our guy here, Kyle top has done an unbelievable job with, uh, Jalen's body. So, um, I think he, there's, there's a little more room for growth and, um, and uh, I, I think you know the NBA uh, training guys. I, I think they'll uh, they, they'll they'll lend uh, some some things to them. All right. Well, Bino, before we let you go, any last thoughts? Anything else we should know about Jalen Smith? I know you got to get to uh, get to work. So you're getting a home run kid. You're getting a phenomenal kid. You're getting a you're getting a, 
a jewel. You know, uh, I, I just I just think the world of the kid, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. You know, um, you know we lost a tough game. And, uh, this type of kid you get, we lost a tough game. We should have beat Wisconsin. We didn't beat, uh, we didn't beat them. Um, and we're coming back on the plane, and I walk walk to the back. He has his light on, doing his homework. Now we getting back at home like three four in the morning, and he got to turn around go to class at eight a.m. And he, he does this, he gets his work done on the plane. He comes past the office, speaks to everybody after a tough, tough loss, and he goes to class. So that's the type of kid you get. That's awesome. Awesome. Yes. Uh, awesome. Bino, thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you for we your really time, buddy. Appreciate hey, it. Thank you, Bino. Uh, best, best of luck this season, and, uh, and thanks for giving us a, a home run kid, as you said. We're looking forward to seeing Jalen Smith play this year. Thank you, guys, man. And you guys, uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, I appreciate it. Anytime you need me, I'm here for you guys. And uh, uh, I, I, I wish I Jalen the best, and you guys stay safe. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. You too, Coach. Thank you. Stay safe. Okay. Bino Ranton, the assistant coach from the Maryland basketball team, joining us here on the Sun Solar Panel to give us a little insight on Sun's draft pick, Jalen Smith. I'm sorry. I think we got to stay with Sticks as his nickname. I don't care about that logs thing. And then if they bring back Aaron Baines, man, we got to call him Sticks and Stones. Uh, I just, <laughs> I just love, I love that when you look at Sticks, it combines two of the greatest nicknames for Sun's big men ever: Stat and Matrix put them together you got sticks and you know you look you at some of it you got some shooting you got some dunking you got rebounding and blocking maybe we got a guy that's a little bit i'm just like I'm two just, of our favorites i'm just happy that you didn't mention like the band sticks or something like that oh, wow. to, not, to, to appeal to old. appeal to dave's demographic which <laughs> that's actually back from, in my demo man oh my gosh. The band sticks was awesome I, i'm but not no, a hair band fan yeah, <laughs> everything but, was hair bands. <laughs> look, be, when we look, listen to what Bino says, right? Uh, to me, sometimes you'll get a coach on after a guy's drafted and, and they'll talk uh, and they'll talk in platitudes. They'll say nice things, but you can kind of tell it's just going through the motions. You could tell that, that Bino genuinely believes in Jalen Smith. You don't say what he said there at the end if you don't have a true belief in a kid. And that excites me even more. You know, we talked about the dedication, uh, but that final story, it just hammers it home. And everything he said, that makes me even more excited than, than I was prior to to talking with Bino. For sure. You know, I, I think one of the things that, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, Espo, but I know I, I've been around the Kansas State athletic program and the basketball team for a whole season. I've been around the University of Arizona uh, program for a couple of years and just kind of following those. And I was in class, so I had some of those kids in, in classes. And to see, to hear that story and that level of dedication um, just it, man, it, it, it rings so, um, so solid for me because that tells you that this kid is like real serious about not only life, but his responsibilities, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and I mean, not only basketball, but his responsibilities and you need guys that you can count on. Like you need guys that, you know, like, Hey, uh, like if I say show up to a fries, cause you have a <laughs> fan engagement, you should be at fries for your fan engagement. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, we're not going to see <clears throat> any more Josh Jackson. So, and I was, yeah. I would have yeah. been so shocked if a Christian Wood would have been a target. You know, I just, I, I look, I we're, haven't we're, finished we're my gonna thought, transit. Dave. I haven't oh. even finished my thought. You just <laughs> cut me off. 
<laughs> Can I finish my thought real yeah, quick? Yeah, finish your so, thoughts. So. So, so, you know, to have a guy like that in the fold, especially with the history with some of these players that have come in, you know, in the last five years that just didn't have that, right? They didn't have that level of dedication or, res or, or respect for the position that they're in more than anything in the NBA. Like you're getting paid. This isn't AAU. This isn't middle school. This isn't high school anymore. Like you have a responsibility not only to yourself, but to this franchise and to the, to the public. Uh, it's no longer just about you. And I think he's a kid that's going to get that. Dave, would you like to continue your thought now as well? well I was just going to say that <laughs> he fits the mold of what James Jones has been talking about for two years on bringing into this team. He he doesn't he purges the guys who don't fit personality wise, and he brings in the guys who do. And so when as we transition into talking about free agency coming up, uh, you're going to uh, you're going to see that kind of guy being the dudes who are acquired either through trade or signings or whatever. Um, the guys who are going to dedicate themselves to uh, the game of basketball and not put themselves above the team. So I, I think uh, Jalen and that in those ways looks like he fits perfectly. James Jones talked about that after the draft. Of course, every GM says this was my guy all along. Um, I think. I did hear that there were other guys they had. Ahead. Obviously, Jalen Smith wasn't number one on their board, but by the time they got to 10, he was he was a clear pick. Um, and I think uh, he, he will have a, a nice career because of the way he approaches the game. Uh, he's going to last a long time in the NBA. Yeah, certainly agree. Before we move on to free agency from draft, I wanted to talk about one thing. A lot which of why, which is why everybody's here. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> well, look, look. Everybody gets hung up on draft grade, draft grades, draft grades. Yes, where to go, Graft, Greg? Grif grifting, yeah. Draft grades, uh, and likes to point <laughs> so at those to go. Look, the Suns, the Suns didn't pick the right guy. They got a C minus from uh, fillintheblank.com. You know, and that stuff drives me nuts because I went back. Uh, because I like to hurt myself in, in certain ways and looked at the draft grades from 2016. If you don't remember, that was the Bender Chris uh, draft, right? Uh, so let, let's hop in the Wayback Machine and join me as we head to CBSSports.com the day after the 2016 draft. And Sam Vecini, a guy I love, we've had him on the show a while ago, gave the Suns an A for their draft. Uh, Kelly Dwyer over at Yahoo Sports, another guy I really respect, gives these sons a B plus, uh, saying Bender and Chris uh, were uh, two ultra quick athletes who have uh, moments both terrific. Uh, so Chad Ford at ESPN gives them an A, calling, uh, saying that Bender is very skillful, can guard multiple positions, and Chris is the freakiest athlete in the draft. So look. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody has a crystal ball. These grades are instant reactions. Uh, and anybody that's a little concerned that the Suns may not have been at the best picks and may have even made it on some of the worst picks lists, it doesn't matter. Two, who's three the, years from who, now is when you when you judge. Who's the last non-guard to actually be worth anything in the NBA from the University of Washington? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to help. The, the the answer is there is none. <laughs> well, there okay. is none. <laughs> so if you're looking for a forward or a center, do not look up into the northwest. <laughs> hey, um, uh, we got 
we got an awesome donation from Coda Kid while the chat, while the last um, interview was going on. Uh, Coda, thank you so much for the donation. We're always, we're always happy to get some money, and I will talk about whatever you want me to talk about if you pay us. <laughs> so we are going to spend a couple of minutes on Tyshawn Alexander. We don't know a ton about him, but um, Brightside's own BrightsideOfTheSun.com, the best sun site out there. I haven't plugged myself for weeks. All right, BrightsideOfTheSun.com, great site, great site. Um, we have our own guy, Brandon, um, AZ sports zone covered Tyshawn Alexander actually interviewed him a few months ago when he was in, in town for a prospect, um, uh, workout and the sons did like him. They had, they had mutual, um, like for each other. And it's good that when he didn't get drafted, the sons went straight for him on a two way contract. So he's this year's version of, Ter uh, Jared Harper. Um, however, he's totally different player than Jared Harper. He is a actually defense oriented, slightly undersized six, four with a six, eight wingspan. That's not that undersized, but slightly undersized for a wing. He does shoot the, uh, three ball pretty well. Um, and he is another high effort guy who's going to go out there and bust his butt on defense the whole time. Can he make it on the suns? I don't know. Um, the Suns, uh, you know, that 11 to 16, 11 to 15 roster spots uh, plus the two-way are going to be where they have their young guys. There is still, although the G League season, I think, was canceled, so there won't be G League, but there would have been. Um, so he's going to have to stay with the Suns if he makes the team. Um, now, there is the restrictions have been lifted on two ways this year, by the way. You don't need to have a cap of X number of days in the NBA and the rest in the G League. You can be the whole season on the NBA roster this year. Yes. So I expect Tyshawn to be around the team the entire year, and we'll just see if he breaks into the lineup. Um, is he better than Jalen LeCue? We have no idea. Uh, we have no idea about any of this stuff until they actually play. But guys like uh, with high effort, good-sized NBA bodies, the dude, he does have an NBA-sized body, Tyshawn. Yeah, Lou Dort made it in OKC last year. Doesn't mean he's Lou Dort. It just means that Lou Dort was an undrafted dude who ended up in a starting lineup for a, for a playoff team next to Chris Paul. That's all. But I'm again, saying. but again, you know, I always go back and going back to your draft remark there, Espo. Dra the draft grades are like like sitting in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere. Like yeah. it's just yeah. useless, right? Um, and, and going back to this, like Lou Dort had uh, a very prominent skill set and that skill set yeah. was defense he he's been known for defense when mm -hmm. he was at asu and if you have i always say this about draft prospects if you have at least one marketedly good skill set at the nba level mm -hmm. where somebody can put you in and they can they don't have to worry about that aspect of you like you can make it a very long time in this league you know and the guys that struggle are the ones that are just kind of okay at everything or they don't have that one skill set that really stands out. And that's the thing that, uh, that I think, you know, Tyshawn Alexander is going to have to prove. Can he, first of all, can he shoot the ball? I think more yeah. than anything else is probably what they're looking at because of his stats from last year. And he was a good player for a Seton Hall, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. So well, he made almost 40% of his threes. Yeah. yeah. So, so Kramer versus Kramer in the Periscope chat wanted to know, how do you sign a two-way guy if you don't have a G League team? The Suns will be assigned a, a team that they can yeah. assign players to. It's kind of like what they used to do prior to having uh, their own G League team in the NAZ Suns. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to free agency, Dave, I just want to say uh, I think you gave us our new show tagline. It's Sun Solar Panel. If you pay us money, we'll talk about whatever you want. So that is uh, that is 
is the new show <laughs> within reason line. within reason uh, no we'll talk about whatever you want is is basically what it comes down to but let's move on to free agency do you really want do you really want within, life advice within from us? reason Ooh. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you advice on anything for five bucks so throw it, it in there advice, but it'll be advice yeah. i'll do anything for five bucks hey <laughs> any advice you want five bucks will get it to you free agency. oh my god anyway, i'm gonna start free agency with uh our favorite segment on the show espo's big board just All simply right. because Man, I'm gonna, out of nowhere i'm gonna do the top five free agents the sons have signed this off season and that's espo's big board right there we're done okay that's all we got because they have signed nobody so far in free agency everybody was uh was on high alert yesterday at around four o'clock arizona time as free agency started uh and i think we've moved down to about defcon five nobody is uh overly concerned right now yeah. because Nothing is really happening, and I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. Fans, I know everybody wanted the big splash. They wanted the big news seconds into free agency, but I feel like James Jones has a plan, and for, I always feel like that going into this. And really, if you look at the contracts that have been signed, you look at three years, $41 million for uh Christian Wood. For Christian Wood. Wood. You look at what Gallo <coughs> got, I think it was three 60. years. 60 from from atlanta like uh, you look at detroit signing every other uh free agent center for astronomical amounts of money to, to make a roster that makes no sense this wasn't this this wasn't the the uh part of the store the suns were going to be able to shop in we knew that you, when you only have the mid-level exception and the biannual exception it was too rich for your taste right you just weren't going to get involved on those and that's fine because i think there's still guys out there that will be very valuable uh, to add to this team when you look at at the list so why don't uh, if dave why don't you share your thoughts where when you're looking at who's left the best of the rest what do you think is yeah is, is so guys people were, should look at thank you people were freaking out last night there you go dave um, luke <laughs> luke luca garza <laughs> there you go oh, you, yeah. for it, you shall receive he he shares a name with though that guy who well, we don't talk about from dallas so thank you for your five bucks but we can't discuss him that's uh well that, i'll tell you what that's gonna quick Espo's going to quick Google him while I'm answering the question he just posed to me. Um, so who's still out there? Yeah, everybody, a lot of Suns Twitter anyway, was freaking out last night that so many names are coming off the board. Well, but when Jeremy Grant's getting $20 million a year, it's okay for his name to go off the board and go to the new New York Knicks, who's, who a year ago signed all the big men. Now it's Detroit signing all the big men. <clears throat> um, Christian Wood was actually a fairly okay deal going to Houston, but um, there were very few okay deals last night. They were mostly overpays, but there are still a lot of guys out there on that were already like the guys that we thought the Suns would target are still on the market, mm -hmm. including our own Aaron Baines. Um, if the Suns want to bring him back, they can exceed the cap and, and use his bird rights to re-sign him. If he didn't come off the board last night, it's quite possible he's affordable enough. He could be used in a sign-and-trade, or he could just be brought back. I mean, why not bring back Aaron Baines? you got sticks and stones on your front line. <laughs> um, but you've still got – here's the guy still out there. Fred Van Vliet, which is interesting. He's The Suns obviously don't have the money for him. DJ Augustin, though, is um, is a guy who's out there who could be used some portion of the uh, mid-level exception to sign. He'd be a great backup 
for Chris Paul. Serge Ibaka would be a great front court veteran out yes. there. Serge is like the dude yes. that I think exactly that I yes. think the Suns should be focusing on. I think their biggest competition for Serge, although there'd be a lot of competition, but I think the biggest competition for Serge would be the Clippers. Now that the Clippers lost to Michael Green and Montrez Harrell in one night, um, they need a big. And they also th see themselves, they see themselves as a championship contender with Kawhi and Paul George. So I think the Clippers are going to try hard for Serge, but that's a guy the Sun should be targeting. I think I think Toronto is going to try hard to bring Serge back too. Sure, absolutely. I, I, Toronto I, I, can exceed the cap just like the Suns yeah. can exceed it for Aaron Baines. I think Serge winds up out of your price range in in this. Pro you know? Probably, but again, like I'm going to go back to your Fred Van Fleet point. Okay, yeah. uh, great player, like just a, a solid mm. guard all the way around, one of the best guards in the league, but. I think GMs get in their own way a lot of times and they look at his size and all this other stuff, despite the fact that he's already proved that he could play in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I think he might slip. You never know. I'm not trying to get everybody's hopes up or anything like that, but I, I just I'm don't see the Raptors bringing both back. Right. I mean, for a big price, one of them's like got to go. Right. One's got to go. Um, I don't know if the Suns can afford either of them. I'm just saying those are good targets. Now, Paul yeah. Millsap is another good target for as a That's veteran, although he looked like he was falling off a cliff last year. Physically. Yeah, I, I want Jay Serge Ibaka. Crown. Okay, Serge Ibaka for Serge sure. Ibaka is my guy. Like I want to watch. Yeah. Um, I, I want to watch Serge Ibaka play with this team. I want to see him. You know, everybody talks about Chris Paul mentoring. Uh, Serge Ibaka would be a great mentor for somebody like a DeAndre Eaton as well, like just solid all the way around. Look, my wish list is Augustine, Millsap, Noel. If you're going to fill this out, uh, give me a, a solid backup guard. Give me a veteran power forward who's, who can help uh, uh, sure yeah. things up. Dar Dario is all, uh, all but likely back. And then you bring Noel as a backup center on a minimum. I think that's a team that you go, okay, I can see this team uh, competing in the West. I think it gives you the right amount of veteran mix and and young guys and can give you enough to to get you in the conversation. Uh, Jay Crowder's another good target as well. I mean, he had he oh man, he he uh, got Miami to the conference final or the actual finals finals, and then he almost shot Miami out of it. So he's a hot and cold dude, right? He made like 50% of his threes, helped Miami get all the way through the East, and then he made almost no threes in the finals. So he is he's a hot and cold guy, but he's good as a stretch, as a, as a small power forward type. Jay Crowder could be good. Langston Galloway is another good target right. as a shooter off the bench. And I actually spoke to uh, a couple sources close to Langston Galloway, and I know he has the Suns on his short list of potential teams he'd like to come to as well. So that is, that's a name that I don't know what the Suns level of interest is, but I can tell you the player has some interest. So that's uh, that's an interesting name to me as well. So somebody in the chat asked about Gordon Hayward, and, uh, Hayward, and, and I'm going to say right now, like, there's no chance. He's, like there's he's, just there's no way, and there's no more to sign a trade. Yeah, it's either well, yeah, Indiana or Boston. A big question. So, right now, as far as trade options, the Suns really only have sign and trade options with Dario and with Aaron Baines, uh, where you can do the salary for salary and get some dude who's not a free agent. What do you, who who would you trade? DeAndre Ayton four. That's going Ooh. around oh. Sun's Twitter. Ooh. Now let's just wait, 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 wait. Let's just entertain it. What's the kind of guy? If Anthony Davis wants to come to Phoenix, 
I would yeah, trade the, DeAndre. The problem, the problem is DeAndre Ayton's still on a rookie deal. This, this whole thing is dumb. Why? No, why, wait, let's why just did, entertain why it. Why did for drafting Jalen Smith start the DeAndre Ayton might get traded crap? You know, if you if you don't think that DeAndre Ayton is is where you need him to be in the NBA, why do you think you could trade him and start Jalen Smith, uh, who who isn't? Where he needs Who to hasn't be, even he's got a lot a of work yet. to yeah. do. Yeah. No, no, like, no, no. Just... You'd start like Serge Ibaka. Look, look, uh, I only want to entertain. I don't want to trade DA either. I'm trying to make I, the point that I would only trade him for like a top ten dude right now because his potential is but, so but high. Again, like this is where this is where Sun's Twitter like completely loses me. Okay. Again, when you play GM, if you don't even think DA is that valuable, why the hell do you think another franchise is going to think he's that valuable? Like it's not going to happen. It's yeah, not going right. to happen. And, and yeah. you know, and he is pretty freaking valuable, right? You think the Lakers would trade Anthony Davis for DeAndre no. Aiden? Like <laughs> yeah, right. it would never happen. Like, why would right. you go from an unproven commodity or a proven commodity to an unproven commodity? Like right. the level of 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 exaggeration and myth mythology out there is just come on. It's because just let it go, it, man. Because a lot of people think they're smarter than the GMs in the NBA, and that's where these well, kind of yeah. things come from. And it's fine. It's fine. That's what part of being a fan is: is you're <laughs> you're allowed to have uh, an opinion, even if it's wrong, and and you're allowed to debate things, even if they're crazy. You know, trade prospects. You that's say crazy. I, I say stupid. But that, okay. <laughs> that's why I always say friends don't let friends use the ESPN trade machine. That's just <laughs> that's just the way my stance has always been. But if we're gonna talk. Is there a guy you might consider trying to figure out a trade for and, and using a sign and trade to try to do it? I think you look no further than Atlanta and Collins out there as a potential as a potential trade target. The moves they've made make it look like, well, he's the odd man out. Uh, and maybe you can find a way to work a deal to get to get a guy like that in. But James Jones is gonna have to be creative to fill out uh fill out the back half of this roster and add talent, but I think he's seen it done. I mean, he was one of those back half of the roster guys uh, that got filled in on championship teams as well. So yeah. a lot of work. And we have the, the most impressive thing is we have heard very little leaks. There's been very little coming out that's been leaked out of what the Suns' plans are, and that's becoming a hallmark of this front office. You don't get a lot of teasers until until something happens. Very well, Lewis, Louis, Louis Lee in the chat hit the nail right on the head. There's no way Chris Paul comes to the Suns. All-star Chris Paul gets himself, takes himself completely off the market, forces his way to the Suns without bringing somebody with him. He's not going to come here just by himself and say, oh, I can carry these little guys. Yeah, Mello. He's bringing somebody. He's oh, bringing no, Mello. Better than Mello. Better than Mello. And the Mello. banana boat. That's why I'm, well, that's why I'm lasered in on Surge. <laughs> I, is I there even surge. a is there even a surge connection with CP3? No, I don't know. No, I don't like, think so. I mean, if we're gonna we're gonna play CSI uh, Twitter with the Phoenix Suns right now, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who the guy that is connected to CP3 that's coming here that uh, you know that everybody's expecting at this. I point, thought it was right? Danilo Gallinari for yeah. A while. Well, that obviously twenty wasn't million the case. dollars a year. He is the oldest dude to sign for twenty million dollars a year who's never made an All Star game. <laughs> He's made almost two hundred million in his career without making an all star game. Let, that guy uh, knows how to work work free agency. So. I understand the thought that CP3 was going to come, and he he had to have brought somebody. But again, he doesn't write the checks. So you know, if if James Jones 
says, okay, well, CP3's got a connection with, let's just say, Serge Ibaka. And Serge Ibaka's like, yeah, I'm definitely interested in going to Phoenix. And they offer him the mid-level exception and maybe something else or whatever. And then all of a sudden, the Knicks come in with like a, a $20 million a year offer. Well, yeah, I don't care how much CP3 wants me to go to Phoenix. I'm going to take this 20 mil. Like, so I understand the perspective that this guy's going to bring some 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 extra uh, tools with him, but yeah, it, it's never a guarantee. And I think right now the Suns are just trying; they're just kind of plodding along, and they they want to they're going for value right now. And if you don't think they're going for yeah. value, then you're sorely mistaken. They're not going to overpay for anybody right. right now. Like they are waiting for this market to kind of cool down a little bit, and then they're going to strike. And I think that when they strike, they're going to get a solid player that uh, I think the fan base will enjoy. Fabio, would says, you guys go ahead? Fabio go. in the chat says Tyson Chandler. They played together in New Orleans. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so thank As you, Fabio, waiver. for that suggestion. Yeah, thanks, pal. <laughs> um, would you guys pay the entire mid-level exception for DJ Augustin? I wouldn't, but that's just me. It depends on the market, like because honestly, you need you need a solid veteran backup guard because yeah. if if CP three gets hurt for any extended period of time, I, I love campaign, I love Javon right. Carter, but are you comfortable with them starting five games in a 70, 72 game season when you're trying to make the playoffs? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> David West. <laughs> David West. <laughs> Pretty sure he's been oh, retired man. for like three years. He, <laughs> even he went and when he was in Golden State, I'm washed. I can't even he yeah, even he's laughing at that yeah. one. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. To me, the the biggest question here is where do the Suns view themselves? Do they view themselves a, as trying to be a championship contender this year? Do they view themselves as just trying to get in the playoffs and being happy with that? Because that that determines. Uh, what what these moves will look like and, and whether or not we're happy with with those moves. To me, if you go get Chris Paul, you probably should be charting a course or trying to get to uh, the Western semis, the Western finals, yeah. with, the, with the hopes that maybe you should right. surprise the people and get to the NBA finals. You don't make that kind of move just to be the seventh seed, in my mind. But we're going to find out where they view themselves because they're going to have to make moves that either show they're all in and trying to win this year, or that they're just happy, you know, being part of a conversation they haven't been in in a while, which is where Chris Paul gets. There's another player out there that everybody kind of talks about. Um, It's kind of come up a couple of times and I I think it would have, it would have to be a trade, Um, but George Hill, um, George Hill has been a, a rumor out there for quite a bit. And, I, that's somebody that I would fully trust to come in. And uh, side note, I beat him in NBA Jam one time when he was playing for the Spurs. And, um, it, it <laughs> that is the weirdest humble brag. Who knows? Yeah, I beat George Hill in I NBA beat him in Jam. Video game. I didn't realize I was playing against George Hill. He's, he's like, you want to run? I was like, let's do it. And I played and I beat him. And then I looked over. I was like, oh, shit, it's George Hill. I mean, whatever, man. Just beat his ass. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, George Hill would be great defensively. He's solid, uh, you know, a veteran of – I mean, I think he's been in the league for like 10 years now. Uh, just a solid overall player. So I, I would like to see a George Hill type player you gotta come here. You got to do a salary thing, though. You do. Man. You do. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing is, is it's got to be a sign and trade of and either Gaines yes, or Dorian. I, I will put some money into the swear jar. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, but the the 
Oh, teams are making so many trades right now. I don't know who's on anyone's roster anymore, but Steven Adams did just go to the Pelicans. Derek Favors left the Pelicans. I actually think that's a downgrade for the Pelicans because Derek Favors, when he was healthy last year, he's the one who made the Pelicans relevant in the middle of the season when Zion was playing. Everyone gave credit to Zion, but it was really Derek Favors defensively. And I just think Steven Adams is on the backside of his career at this point. <clears throat> so I think that was a downgrade. However, I think that also takes Aaron Baines out of their wish list. So you got to hope maybe a Dario sign and trade, but I think the Suns like Dario and they want to bring him back. Sure. Yeah. People in the chat are talking about like, well, he already got traded to OKC. So Hill's off the board. No, I mean, look at Kelly Oubre has gotten traded twice. Like players Tre get traded twice. It's not Trevor a, a Reese has been traded four times in the last 48 <laughs> you know hours. I mean? like, right? So that's that, you, you know, and plus trade. look at the Pelicans yeah. roster. They got like a million guards. Yeah. Like somebody's got to go. <clears throat> right. Right. Yeah. Lonzo ball. Let's bring Lonzo ball in at this point. I wouldn't mind Lonzo ball as a third guard. Dave's just throwing names out. I wish it into existence. <laughs> um, hey, uh, bring a championship. So to let me throw a little nugget at you that I verified with uh, Bobby Marks after he tweeted. I was like, are you sure? And he said, oh, I'm sure. Uh, used to be in the front office, now works in a front office for the Nets, now works for ESPN. He's been a guest on Solar Panel. Uh, Bobby Marks said that free agents who sign right now can be traded as early as December 14th. Wow. Before so, the season even starts. Can you imagine so you sign with even, a team and they're just ship you out in they, two weeks? <laughs> back? They just went, nah, let's keep that one there. We're going to yeah. ship everything, but now nah, let's. <laughs> I was like, one. before the season starts, he said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That wow. Like, yeah, forget it. They're, this could be completely chaotic. By the way, I want to take a step back and I'm going to give my uh, Luca Garza, since, since there were a, a few shekels thrown our way for it. my Luca Garza uh, analysis here. He looks like Guy Smiley from Sesame Street. That is your Luca Garza uh, analysis <laughs> uh, for your five bucks. Espo, I know you're younger than us, but when you use a word like shekels, you're definitely dating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> feel comfortable, all right. Dave, to feel comfortable. So I just—I don't even use shekels. I don't think I've said that once in my life, dude. So maybe you make my dad feel better. I don't know. So, Jeez. so okay, we're we're we've talked about who could be, you know, the names available. What might be in a perfect situation over the next 48, 72 hours? What name do you want? On the Suns roster, uh, do you want to see James Jones make it happen? Saul, we'll start with you. Oh, I've already, I've already said it multiple times. Serge Ibaka. That's the <laughs> one guy that if they got, I would I would be extremely excited about. Everybody else is like, you know, it's a good move, but Serge Ibaka moves the, meat, the needle for me, um, you know, more than any other player, just because of what he could bring to the table. And so I, I think they need somebody like that, especially if you do lose Baines, you need somebody that is a big that can also shoot from the perimeter. And and Serge has shown that he can, he has that ability to shoot from the perimeter. Um, so bringing him in, I think, would be a nice compliment to what they're trying to do. Well, How about if, you you're if you've already taken Serge, then I'm going to look, I'm going to shoot for the moon and I'm going to go with one of my favorites who's never put on a son's uniform, but he did put on a son's hat at one point. And that's going to be Bogdan Bogdanovich. It's not going to happen. The Suns don't have the assets for the sign and trade, but God, he would be ideal. He's looking well, at they have DeAndre Aiden. 
No. The, <laughs> I, I only threw that out there so that we could establish that it only trade him for a top 10 player in the whole freaking league, and no one's going to trade a top 10 player for DeAndre. But let's go to Bogdan. Bogdan is a really great third guy who, who would not mind. He wants to start in Sacramento. He's not going to start in Sacramento. They just drafted Tyrese Halliburton. He's leaving. He's a restricted free agent. The trade to Milwaukee fell through. It still might happen, but it fell through. He's looking at $16, $18 million a year. That's a lot of money, but he's got can score 15, 16 points a game, dish out three or four assists, make all your threes that you need. Perfect off the bench. The Suns, how could they put that together? Yeah, it would have to be. They Sacramento would really have to want Dario. Oh, let's go. Let's go with Dario here. I also think uh, something funny is about to happen with uh, Brandon Ingram. It was mentioned in the chat, like, why hasn't he gotten his extension? Yeah. I think something's afoot there, and I that, think Brandon Ingram could be on the move. That is Not a to guy, Phoenix, but just, well, just on the move. But that is a guy, if there's any way you could pull some strings and figure out how to make that work, that's, that's a name that yeah, you add that to this mix, and all of a sudden – uh, I'm I'm feeling a lot better about about their chances to to advance past that first round in, in the playoffs. It's a, a boatload of talent. I think he yeah. would fit here. Uh, would fill a need that I don't think I don't know that they and I doubt they could make it happen numbers wise. But if that's a name that's even a possibility, man, uh, that would that would definitely move the needle for me. In all likelihood, like I said, I think we're looking at uh, at Augustine and Millsap is going to be as sexy as, as this gets, but that might be just enough to, yeah. to make you in the conversation. I think it shores up a lot of things, uh, brings in veteran uh, leadership. And, and those are names that, that intrigue me right now that are left on the list. Like, like Can you said, we... there's not a lot. Bogdan's an interesting one too, Dave. It's another one. I don't know how they'd necessarily nah, yeah, I don't know how they figure do. out how to make it happen. And Brandon Ingram's even one. harder. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, you would have to you'd have to get immensely creative, and I don't know that uh, that that's even even a possibility. Well, it's just I, I, a name I, that's interesting. I also think you know, sure, there are teams out there that are going to spend and go into the luxury tax and stuff like that. The Suns, I do not believe, are going to be one of those teams. I think they're going to approach this very sensibly uh, because of the state of affairs in this country right now. And 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 yeah. and you know, I mean, it, things are things aren't rosy everywhere. Like, you know, there are teams out there that are having to make decisions, not only on the basketball court and who's going to play, but also, you know, behind the scenes. And and, yeah. and unfortunately, that that does exist for a lot of teams, um, including the Phoenix Suns. And so I think there's a level of approach that I thought that they took yesterday that I thought was actually more respectable because of the fact that, you know, they had some moves that they unfortunately had to make. And now you're talking about, you know, spending millions and millions and millions of dollars on a player. Like I just didn't feel like that was the right time to do it. Now today is a little bit different than today. Yeah. So I I think the Suns are approaching this in a very respectable way. I think they're not going to overspend. They're not going to go crazy. They're going to get a player that is going to fit into the mix that is fiscally responsible um, until this whole pandemic kind of wears out and is done with. And then I think they make a bigger splash in year two of CP3 more well, than look, year one. You look at a lot of the numbers from yesterday, there's some Timothy Mozgov kind of kind of deals in yesterday. Yeah. There's, oh, there's going to be some you know, massive buyer's remorse come a year or Someone two made now, a good so. point that uh, these are some of these guys, like a Myers Leonard signing for 10 a year, he's not worth more than minimum. But they made a good point that, um, a, a lot of these are, uh, two-year deals with second year team option and B, um, 
because of the, you, you can trade those. Those are tradable salaries. So you might see like, especially with December 14th being the day you can trade these guys, <laughs> you might see a Myers Leonard be traded by December 4th or, 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 or whatever. Some of these Detroit guys being signed could be traded again. Uh, so there's, there are teams who are, who are lining up some of these dominoes uh, for mm-hmm. later moves. And like you said, maybe Brandon Ingram, if they can't come to an agreement with Brandon Ingram or John Collins in Atlanta, uh, there could be some, uh, although John Collins is not on a big contract, but and he's not up for anyway. Um, some big guys who need to be moved could be moved because of these salaries that are signed on last night. One name from the chat that uh, I totally forgot about, but I'd be all in if James Jones decided to add to the mix is Boban. Oh God! I take me some Boban just for the entertainment value. I love that, that Suns fans. Hate the fact that Jalen Smith might not be able to switch onto the game's best point guards, but they want the slowest center in the history of the league to do it. (laughs) Let's sign Boban. Let's sign the NBA's version of Andre the Giant. I'm all in. He's entertaining. That's all I need from him. He's awesome for a locker room. If you just sign him for never playing, that's great. And like like, like Dallas did, play him for five minute stretches where he gets 10 and 10 in five minutes and then sit him down. George Mears on. 2.0 2.0 right there. Yeah, there you go. He's he'd be this generation's Pat Burke in Phoenix and I'm all right with that. So, I think I think we've uh we've run through everything we can in free agency. I'm impressed. We talked for 25 minutes uh and nothing has happened on the Suns front in general. So, I think we've done that, but I believe we have a new segment here. Is that oh, right? yeah. oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. Oh yeah. We got Oh yeah. Wow. A little Willy right. Wonka there. Hell uh, yeah, cuz that's like uh Oh yeah, you know. Imagine this. So yesterday, or actually two days ago, was uh, I believe it was the twentieth anniversary of the Mouse in the Palace, uh, yeah. something like that. And uh, if right. you guys, if you don't remember that, oof, you know that was that was a little rough. Um, but uh, and I'll play for you. Later. So that's always fun, right? Uh, what? But a lot of people have assumed that the first Detroit Pistons fan <clears throat> to walk onto the court is none other than Jerry Ferrara, a.k.a. Turtle from Entourage. And so every year he comes on and he says, yeah, I guess it's that time of year, 15 years ago today, whatever. Uh, and so guy. he's like, I'm not the guy. Uh, he's a Knicks fan anyway, so him being in Detroit for that game would be a little ridiculous. Wearing a Pistons jersey. Yeah. So imagine this. Let's just say there was a fight that broke out and you were the opposing team. Who is the one son in the history of this franchise that you would not want to fight? Stefan Marbury is the guy. Uh, that... <clears throat> The dude ate Vaseline on the live stream on the internet. Like, that's a total wild card. Like, that's not the kind of guy you want to wind up in a fight it with. You know, Sebastian Telfair is a close second. All right. Like, those are two guys, uh, you know, they may be small in stature, but I'd still be terrified to fight them. And well, both think, from, think, uh, from New York. He's still bigger than you. I think Sebastian Telfair is probably fighting in prison right now. Yes. Yeah. It, yes. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. he made some poor life choices after his basketball career. Yeah. Thus, yeah. thus, it also uh, makes it clear why I wouldn't want to fight him. So that would be, uh, that would be two guys I would not want to mix it up with. Man, this is twice in the past month that you've talked about fights, Espo, in different <laughs> contexts. 
Um, yeah, I'm not fighting guy? anybody, all right? <laughs> <laughs> rock him, sock him. Uh, who's a guy you don't, who I would not want to fight would be freaking Aaron Baines. That dude is a tree. And he would just like an ent. And just and just knock you down. Just ball right on the head. And you're just out. And then he grill you on his Barbie. <laughs> yeah, I would. I wouldn't want to fight Kurt Rambis just because I think that dude is just so kind of crazy that he would probably bite yeah. and pull and scratch and right. yank you from parts you didn't want to be yanked. Like, yeah, I, I just uh, that's what I think. I think Kurt Rambis is the one guy that I wouldn't want to fight. Close second would be Charles Barkley. I, I like actually shit. another dude I would not want to fight is Danny Shays. Do you see the hair on that dude when he's playing basketball? <laughs> Uh, and his rex AKA, I wouldn't AKA, want a sweaty body. AKA either. Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I'm sorry. Dan, Danny Shays is not a guy I'm afraid of. A, slow. B, he's wearing rex specs. He looks like a guy you'd play in the YMCA. Danny Shays, for, for the youngins listening to this, Google I just him. respect like him for never mind. He would, he'd, be more, <laughs> uh, he'd be most likely to be the person that I don't want to have to guard while he has his shirt off when we're playing shirt for <laughs> that's, it, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. I mean, your you face just slaps up against a sweat. Sweaty, hairy body, like yeah. oh gosh! It's like it's <laughs> like the scene from Along Came Polly with uh, Philip exactly. Seymour Hoffman. You oh man, that. you guys remember Paul Shirley? He was a deep bench guy back in the 0405 yes. season. He started an ESPN blog, and he's written some books since then. He came through Phoenix uh, last year, year before, promoting one of his books. And one story he told was, it's in his books, uh, but he talked about it that the book signing was playing in Europe. Those dudes. They purposely don't shower for weeks, so you'll and and they're just sweaty as hell. And they, they, they wanted they they're part of their playing defense is they smell so bad you don't want to go anywhere near them. <laughs> That's I, on purpose. I uh, in the chat they say Shaq. Yeah, no human being should ever want to fight Shaq. You remember the clip of Barkley no. trying to fight Shaq? Like, yeah, but Shaq wasn't a really good fighter though. He just was matter. just big. Seven three and weighs the as much as a Mack truck. Like I'm, I'm five eight. I'm dying if I get in a fight with Shaq. All right, and perplexed. Ooh, this, this is a good one. Oh Robin man, Lopez. Robin Lopez. Yeah, yeah I don't think I would beat up a mascot like nobody's business. Look, look yeah. though, I, I've, I've hung out with Robin Lopez back in, in his son's days, and hey, dude is is the sweetest guy. Like, oh yeah, he loves Disney. Like we went and saw yeah. a, a Batman movie together. Like. I, I think the whole him being a tough guy kind of thing is, is over overblown. Could he have a temper? Sure, but I'm not afraid no, of there's Robin a, Lopez. Again, that. all these players have a switch. They all have a yeah. switch. That's you know, true. like you everybody switch. has that yeah. alternate personality. And when you go to that to that competition does weird things to people. And <laughs> Robin true. Lopez, as soft and has as awesome as he is off the court, on the court, there's moments there where you're like, yeah. that dude's kind of psycho right there. Like yeah. that's you know, awesome dude. He definitely love had the crazy eyes. I, I, I Speaking love of crazy eyes, maybe um, next week, uh, my the guy on that I'll put on my list Where you will be Robbie Port, Bobby Portis. <laughs> <laughs> he could be a son by he then. Punch his yes, own teammate last year. Uh, how about uh, Perplex Damage? Uh, one of our flaming ballers in the chat says. Espo so short he wouldn't want to meet Barkley at a bar. <laughs> That's a throwback <laughs> to Barkley throwing a man my size through uh, a plate class window back in the nineties. But I've met Charles Barkley at a bar. I've told that story on the show before, yeah. and it ended up with a great photo of me, uh, him, and uh, Tom Chambers behind the bar at Marley's. So I'm not afraid of Charles at a, at a bar. He's quite nice. I can say he had a great story about getting uh, uh, approached when he was walking out of a bar one time by like three guys who were trying to. Start Start a fight, and he's like, 
I wasn't going to win that fight. So he he said he threw off his away. he threw off his shirt and he started acting crazy just so they would stay, get away <laughs> Espo, from him. Espo, you just got on me for two humble brags in two weeks, and then you just double yeah. name dropped in the no, last he's a, yeah he's the name yeah. two yeah. minutes. Yeah, That's I didn't him. I didn't George Hill NBA jam it. I gave you. <laughs> I was drinking out of bar with Barkley. Or me and Robin Lopez went to go see Batman together. Espo's got some talents, and not the least of which is name dropping. Hey, look, and my name drops, my name drops are A plus name drops. I don't bring I don't bring the Saul Bookman. I met a guy who was third string and I once walked into him on the road. I bring these are all legit people that I beat. At NBA Jam, okay, that's not humble brag. That's fact. That's a, that's a that's a that's a double humble brag. You're saying I'm good at NBA Jam and I beat an NBA guy. That's the right? only humble brag you should ever do is I double. Think, <laughs> I think you and I should, should keep a humble brag scoreboard, and we should see who name drops the most on the Sun Solar Panel. I think well, I think we're I, out of uh, out of I've topics exhausted, now. I've exhausted all my resources, so yeah, we've, you're going to win that. <laughs> we've we've dragged our feet to see if uh, the Suns would assign anybody yeah. when we were live. They have not, so we're an hour uh, eight hundred and thirty-two of waiting for for a free agent hey, move in Phoenix. So just a quick mention, I want to say I'm glad for Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio getting soft landings after being traded to OKC. I think Kelly's going to have a good year and. Golden State, and I think Ricky is going to have a good year up in Minnesota. The Suns are still better than both teams, but I'm glad they went to somewhere they can play. Look, Kelly Oubre's landing uh, was made a million times better because he no longer has to wear the logo of a truck stop uh, on his jersey. It just felt wrong that in OKC, you have to to wear a truck stop uh, logo, who's their corporate sponsor, when the guy's all about fashion. So that alone makes Kelly Oubre's work in this offseason, they are just basically a truck stop this next year. (laughs) For for guys, that's true. Uh, Any final thoughts, Saul, from you before we get out of here? No, it has been one crazy week, <clears throat> and uh, I, I don't know if we could have launched this partnership at a better time. <laughs> uh, oh, right. gra- granted, I am exhausted from all of it, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've done four shows in the last eight days, and uh, that's uh, a pretty significant feat for a podcast uh, slash live stream, and we had a lot of help- people help behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for everything that you guys were doing in terms of, you know, keeping the show running and, and making it smooth and uh, easier for me to uh, just kind of transition into this. And I appreciate it. And I appreciate all the love people have been showing me on, on social. So a humble brag. Thank you. These are, you go. Man, these are the salad days. Espo and I with, with our old buddy, Tim, we made it through the pandemic for months with <laughs> zero sports going on. Yeah. We kept this thing alive so, so on we'll life support, but we kept it alive. Yes. Look, look, I did, I just did the rough math and we've done almost uh seven seven and a half hours of uh, of live streaming in the last eight days so you've yeah. all uh, been with us we appreciate each of you uh and really glad that you've stuck with us a big we thanks got to another our- donation oh. i set myself up man saying we'll talk about anything for money all right, all right. Uh, perplex damage one. what former son would fight me for robert ori fight for I- me robert what what I- former son would fight for me, Robert Ori. That, yeah. Okay. That was uh that was uh very well worth uh stopping the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You performed damage. Well we appreciate Robert the donation. Just into the into uh, the sidelines. That's all he'd do. <laughs> sure. 
uh, I'll fight Robert Ori for you if that's what we're what, what the question is. Sure, you gave me five bucks. I'm in. So, yeah. uh, so a big thank you to our Thanks, friends. Max. Appreciate it. Love you. <laughs> yeah. Good call, Max. Uh, <laughs> big thanks to our friends over at Fox Sports Arizona for all their help, all the production work this week and all the promotional work as well. We yep. appreciate you guys make sure to like Fox sports, Arizona on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, uh, follow them on Instagram and, uh, and give them a watch wherever your cable provider is. So for Dave King, you can find him at Dave King NBA on Twitter. I'm not going to do the, the NBA stands for, uh, you know, he's trying to build his own confidence. It's just not, not worth it. And then you're not so, going to uh, do that. Like Saul's no. not going to have final thoughts. Gotcha. Yeah, and then, and so <laughs> you can find Saul Bookman at Saul <laughs> underscore Bookman on the Twitters. Uh, leave him a fleet because everybody is uh, fleeting oh, right now, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you can find me at Espo. You can find the show at Sun Solar. I Panel. declined to fleet. So hopefully until next week, unless something big breaks and we are here three more times before next Saturday, <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the Sun Solar Panel. Ahoy, ahoy. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you like me now? You won't beat the hell call. Oh, it's like bling blow, ayy. Hey.